good morning, and it is a good morning. I've been just got back into town on a, a red-eye flight from uh, Denver to Louisville after attending the AAEP convention in Denver, so I'm going to take a nap. But, <laughs> so I'm glad to be with you this morning. Uh, we've already had some folks uh, uh, call us and uh, going to want to visit a little bit, so that's a good thing. We'll do that as well. Uh, did spend a couple of days at the American Association of Equine Practitioners Convention in Denver. A uh, big crowd, a lot of big booths. It was amazing the amount of people that were there with imaging and, and diagnostics and, and things like that. Of course, there were a lot of other people with, with supplements and just everything. But it just how it's grown in the imaging world is just phenomenal. And I can remember uh, probably 10 years ago, I was at the AAEP convention in Orlando, and the first digital x-ray machine was being displayed. It was like $125,000 uh, to buy this machine. And of course, they were introducing it into the veterinary world to get it used and tested and all that, and then move that into the uh, human side as well. But just 10, uh, maybe 12 years ago, but it was, it was amazing. And now they're all over the place. There are just many different manufacturers of digital imaging equipment. So it was quite interesting to watch that change um, over the years. And we could talk about that if you have questions about uh, any of the equine stuff that maybe took place at the AAEP, and it's going on today. Uh, Josh and Cameron are still there, and they'll be there. Uh, the show closes today at 4 o'clock. And so it was uh, very interesting. Uh, also, uh, we still have the opportunity, if you're coming to MagnaCon next year, and you want to go ahead and purchase your tickets, they are discounted at this point in time, I believe $100. They're $300. Is that correct? Uh, Yes. Correct, Chris. The link will be in the notes. Yeah, and the, the link will be in the notes. You can go save uh, 100 bucks on your tickets and be entered into a, a drawing for someone who will receive their rooms at MagnaCon uh, complimentary. So if you'd like to do that and take advantage of saving some money and maybe getting your rooms free as well, sign up for MagnaCon before January 1st. Here it is already December the 10th. Very amazing how, how time flies and uh, moves along. So that's what's going on there. Uh, also, we've talked in uh, over the last few weeks, um, I have a new jute uh, hemp product that I'm working with. If you'd like to know more about that, it's available as a referral program and as a wholesale program that you can stock it on your shelves. Just simply send a text to 502-365-7677. Just put jute in the text, 502-365-7677, and I'll get back to you and talk about uh, that type of situation. Now, if you have a question for me today that you'd have, like to have a discussion and be entered to win our swag bag of, uh, of uh, specialties and mugs and shirts and hats and, and promotional materials, uh, simply uh, text your name to 502-599-9722 and I will call you back and we can have a conversation about whatever it is you might like to talk about. And I forgot to start CastBox, so I'm doing that now. So we're broadcasting on CastBox. Okay, yep, there... Let me just say good morning to the CastBox crew. Loading. Okay, here we are on CastBox. We've been up for a couple of minutes uh, on the YouTube and Facebook channels. Uh, welcome to the folks that listen to us on the CastBox app. The CastBox, you can just go to it and listen to it like a radio type situation. I believe Chris will also put the link into the uh, uh, thread to be able to go to CastBox and listen in that fashion as well. <clears throat> so if you'd like to talk to me, it's 502-599-9722 and uh, we'll have a conversation. I did have someone who called, Christine called. Let me give her a shout here and see what we can do. 
to talk with Christine. Have we turned up all the way? Hello. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. You have a question for me today or a comment. Um, I called in last Tuesday. Uh-huh. But anyways, my question would be um, for Alzheimer's. Okay. I think we've talked about the double loop on top of the head. Correct. How long would you do that and how often? Well, if some, I would say if someone is in the throes of early dementia or beginning to experience Alzheimer types of, of um, uh, indications and, and things like that, uh, I would do it as often as possible. Uh, certainly uh, to treat the the region of the head uh, once a week is not a bad thing to do if that's all you can do but if you can treat more regularly what you're trying to do is improve the blood flow and the blood oxygenation to the brain to help deal with any inflammation that could be going on in the body in the brain that could be uh, exacerbating those types of situations so that's what you would want to do now um, what I do not that I'm, I'm not experiencing Alzheimer's or anything but I am of age and things like that concern me naturally and uh, I have noticed uh, you know as we go along in our life we will all be sitting around I'm sitting here with some 30 year olds and 40 year olds and we'll be sitting there and all of a sudden what is this what were we trying to say that'll happen to anybody but I kind of noticed I felt like I was just experiencing that more often uh, that I would be searching for a term or a word than I had in the past so I began this past oh boy it's been a long time now well July uh, actively remembering to treat my head and you know my head in this fashion in fact I was doing it as a demonstration at the AAEP for people who were coming by the booth and what I would simply do is put the the uh, butterfly loop over the top of my head like this kind of like wings if you will and do that or I would put it behind me and treat from the rear forward on a very comfortable setting you want to make sure that it that it's comfortable <clears throat> but I try to do that every day for five minutes ten minutes if if possible uh, but that's it and and I and I think that would be the protocols often as you can do it with particularly if someone's actively in it if someone if they're just, it's becoming on then maybe not as often but you know again just uh, regularity is is the key in those situations and if more I don't want to say if this is good more is better I, I don't want to always say that but we do know that we if if the inflammation is there and and it's the, there's a plaque buildup in the head in the, in the brain and the circulation areas well we want to do whatever we can do to eliminate that plaque or keep it from building and we've noticed that with arthritis when someone has a propensity to have arthritis we can't we're not going to dissolve the calcium that builds up around the joints to cause the nerve pain and the cartilage pain so on and so forth in the hands or elbows wherever they wherever that problem may be but we can by virtue of better circulation in the body everything working good at its optimum level as far as the circulation is concerned potentially uh, reduce the amount of calcium that's built up and I would assume and we would hope that the same thing could happen uh, with the plaque buildup and the inflammation and so forth uh, in the brain and so that would be that would be my overall discussion on that very good anything else all right nope that answers it 
Okay, send your email to support at magnawavepemf.com and we'll put you in the drawing for the swag. All right, thank you, sir. Have a thank good day. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, very good question. And... Um, something that you know preventative that's one of the beautiful things about what we're doing here with this type of uh, application to just simply help the body be in, in better state of repair better state of recovery prevention is a big deal uh, so if someone can get into a situation that they treat themselves if it's just once a week they do an overall body treatment once a week they're doing more than what they're doing if they don't do anything and so I always think that that's certainly a way to go is to stay active and do those things. As you know, I've shared numerous times that I had a prostate situation a few years ago uh, that we felt was cancerous and, and uh, the doctors didn't like it, did all kinds of tests and we did a biopsy and I immediately, because I didn't have any issues that I was concerned about, began to treat myself uh, daily, sometimes twice a day in the 10 weeks between uh, the, the onset of potential diagnosis to when we did the, the biopsies and when that happened everything was benign, dead, uh, no issues. And, but I have continued regularly uh, for the last, I'm almost into my fourth year now, I went and gave my blood test this morning before I came here. It's been an active morning, getting off an airplane, sleeping a couple hours, getting a blood test, coming here, can't eat anything yet, this isn't the final thing, I'll go back to sleep. No. <laughs> but um, uh, it, it, Staying with a situation is is always good. Now, as you know, when you're dealing with a with a wound or a break in a bone, you don't have to have to do that. But there's countless situations over the years when we were treating. Well, my dog, for example, our boxer that had hip dysplasia, and the doctors wanted to uh, do surgery, and they told us, well, we're going to do surgery on this one, and then you're going to have to carry this 60-pound dog around for weeks. As this is healing, we don't want anything on. And then once it's done, you're probably going to have to do the other hip. What we did was PEMF. Uh, Debbie would lay on a coil every night uh, with the dog, and it just gra gradually got better and got to the point that the dog didn't show any symptoms of the dysplasia because we controlled the inflammation, which was causing the separation of the joint, so on and so forth. And, and uh, the dog did fine until it would run out in the yard and chase a rabbit or a, or a squirrel or something like that. She'd kind of gimp around a little bit. We'd put her in the coil, treat her up again, bingo. She was fine for a number of days and, so, and never did have to have surgery on, on either hip in that situation. So we were proactive in the treatments and, and we stayed with it. Certainly if it was at a point already that no matter what we did, we could not get ahead of the situation, surgery would have probably uh, been required and I had a conversation with a doctor yesterday morning uh, at the at the event talking about the struggles of small animal veterinarians today with the expense that it takes uh, based on regulation and expensive equipment and medication so on and so forth what it's taking in many cases to treat these animals because in a lot of cases there is no insurance and they need to do things to help them and people are, are just faced with with huge consequences because of some of these debilitating diseases diseases that the animals can in encounter and, and it's just very expensive whereas something like this that you could just continually work on your on your animal's health and well-being your health and well-being your horse's health and well-being uh, your cow's health and well-being show pig whatever it may be on a regular basis is very beneficial to the preventing something from occurring slowing something down uh, if it is beginning to occur healing something in the case of a bone fracture uh, abscess in a horse's hoof, whatever it may be. So prevention is, is a big uh, uh, opportunic way to look at uh, PEMF and MagnaWave and how it can be beneficial. 
uh, to what you're doing for your health and well-being. If you have a question, it's 502-599-9722. 502-599-9722. And you see, Tony, I'm doing that pretty well now. For, yeah. a long, for several weeks or months, I was having trouble remembering that number. <laughs> That's right. And, and uh, so 502-599-9722 and uh, we'd be happy to give you a shout back and put you in a drawing to receive some gear. Okay, there are a couple of questions that uh, uh, came up uh, here that I would like to cover. Has anyone ever treated a puppy with swimmer's disorder? Uh, it's a disorder where puppies develop, um, or as they develop, they're unable to utilize their front legs normally and to hold themselves up or to walk <coughs> with a normal gait. And uh, so I don't know, just sitting here on the, in the conversation, if that's a neurological issue or a muscle development issue. I can't. I'm, do need to do more research to think about that. However, just think about what we're doing, much like we've been talking about the other indications this morning. If you take that small animal and you're working just to massage its muscles, help the development, help the blood flow, what's good blood flow going to do? What's the body want? The body wants good blood flow, good oxygen in the blood, so it can better deal with the nutrients that it's receiving from supplementation or the normal foods that it's eating to better utilize everything that God intended for us to have in our bodies and to have good use of it. So if you just do that, you can make some difference, just like we did on the hip dysplasia situation. It's a cute little puppy I'm looking at here. But the, the question was, what would you do in this case? Treat it. And uh, it, it's, it's very interesting. I had that conversation, again, a lot with the various doctors and the people we were talking to at the AAEP. Well, how would I use this in my practice? Well, you're going to use it for health and wellness. You're going to use it to pull this abscess in one or two treatments. You're going to use it to help that ring bone situation. Or you're going to use it to put it on their pole and improve their concentration, improve their calmness, whatever those types of situations that you're dealing with would be. That same thing translates from horses to small animals to people. You just, we're all the same. And it, it, it was so interesting to me that I would have a doctor come up to me and ask this, be having conversations about PEMF and say, well now can I treat myself? Well now wait a minute. We operate all the same. And that's the situation. We we lost the feed apparently. And the oh. people are saying it's, it's messing. Okay, well we got I'm not seeing anything. So let's yeah. just go ahead and just stop it, restart it. We'll stop restart. Yeah. I wonder where we were. Well, you're back now. Like, as we're working to develop uh, that audience a little bit. Are we back on? We're back up. Okay, we are up. I don't know where we left off uh, as far as what those of you on Facebook or YouTube were able to uh, pick us up and, and questions. So if you have an idea where we left off and you need to want me to pick back up, just pop it in the thread there so I just don't repeat everything and you're bored with hearing something uh, two or three times. Uh, we'll go to... Um, had a person that sent me a picture of a laceration on their hand. Uh, looks to be, oh boy, probably 12 stitches. So it was a pretty serious uh, laceration right at the right at this point on the hand. Uh, treatment um, protocol on this hand with the sole machine. <clears throat> well, the treatment protocol is to treat it. There's no bleeding. Everything's there. It is inflamed, as I as I can look at the picture. There is some uh, pretty significant inflammation uh, on the hand, and so you just simply want to put the butterfly, rest the hand inside the butterfly, put the um, uh, 
paddle on top of the hand. Now what you could do in this situation also if, if the wound area is sore to touch and, and you don't the butterfly is not appropriate to use, you could put the paddle down and put the hand on it and come up from the bottom and nourish the tissue from the palm up through the surface. That's going to help the healing process as well. Certainly you could also treat the, the part of the arm, the elbow feeding into the hand and get the help improve the blood flow going to that area in that fashion. But ideally I would put it in the large loop or in the middle of the uh, butterfly loop and treat. I would treat for, you know, in that case, uh, six to ten minutes um, as off again once a day if possible but certainly once or twice a week for that particular person would be very beneficial to <clears throat> again nourish the area, help it heal in a, in a better fashion, keep the inflammation down, uh, keep scar tissue down. You certainly don't want scar tissue at this part of your body that could start limiting how you use your hand potentially. So that's something that I would look at when you're dealing with those types of situations. Uh, foot pain neuropathy. Anyone has treated an extreme case of foot pain neuropathy along with restless legs. I've been trying to paddle on the feet and calves and the small butterfly. Any treatments that have worked better? Well, <clears throat> you're doing the right thing. Uh, the, the challenge when you're dealing with neuropathy uh, is that you're talking about nerve, uh, inflammation, you're talking about the potentiality of nerves dying off basically to where you, you have a sensation of fire or heat, whatever it may be, tingling certainly and so it depends where we are as we talk about this a lot and you've heard me say it before is the more rapidly we approach a, an injury or an indication with good blood flow and oxygenation the more rapidly we're going to have the result that we're looking for or the relief that we're looking for uh, with this particular type of indication or this particular type of situation. So it's going to take time. It's going to take a number of treatments. You're not going to put it on someone's neuropathy if they have a neuropathy type condition in their feet. Treat them for 10 minutes <coughs> one time and they're better. That's not going to be the case. So it's going to have to be a continual type of situation. Um, hello, here I am. I, you know, I, I feel like I'm my own best commercial. But uh, I do have a what my doctor described, and here I go again, an age-related neuropathy. Damn, no fun. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, so what I started doing is I, I uh, treated myself with the large loops and the paddles and everything very regularly, and that worked. <coughs> but I had to sit down in my, in my house and treat my feet every night before I go to bed or in the morning. Didn't make any difference when, but certainly in the evening, when it may bother you uh, as you sleep. And but what I began to do is I used the B2 machine and I'm uh, killing three birds with one stone here basically now. And I have a mat with the B3 that I move. And uh, everybody wants to go to sleep and sleep for eight hours and wake up and say, isn't this wonderful? But I don't do that. I'll go fall asleep, sleep for two or three hours. I kind of wake up, maybe go to the restroom or just kind of wake up and hmm, what time is it? type of thing and what I do when that happens is I move my mat. So I'll start out with my mat under my hips. It, it, it'll be to the delta and the theta settings or a sweep of those two settings will run for eight hours. And uh, so it's really kind of turned into an alarm clock for me as well. But uh, with that said, I'll, I'll start with the mat at my hips and I will I'll lay on it, uh, you know, prone and sometimes I will kind of rotate to my side and to where it's kind of 
spread my legs a little bit so it's radiating in my in that area uh, of my body so I'm basically treating my prostate and low back and all of that at the same time as I'm resting or sleeping good we got a text coming in we'll, cut, we'll get right back to that one and uh, I'll do that then when I wake up I'll move it down and I'll put it I'll rest my feet on it I have more problem with my left foot than I do with my right but since I've been doing this for a long time now uh, my condition of neuropathy has virtually diminished uh, now I started as soon as it started to come on <clears throat> but uh, I really don't have any issues a year ago when I first went south for work last year uh, down to Wellington and that kind of stuff when I was in my coach driving down there I was on fire I was taking medication doing anything I could do to relieve that neuropathy that I was experiencing and I, that's when I started really treating continually as often as possible and uh, again today it's virtually non-existent my doc doesn't talk about it anymore I don't talk about it to my doc and then the third part when I wake up or before sometimes I'll do this as we're watching TV or something uh, in the bed I'll take the mat put it on my pillow and rest my head on it and thereby as I've been we've been talking about the uh, possibilities of helping circulation plaque build up in the head I'll treat my head in that fashion now and that's what the B2 machine at about 500 gauss is what it produces so it's very good for relaxing very good for quick uh, pain uh, this morning uh, as because I told you I spent a lot of time on an airplane yesterday and, and I was laying in bed and I twisted my arm in some fashion that my elbow was incredibly sore and so what I, all I did is I just took my pad slid it up raised it up on my back rested my elbow moved it over rested my elbow on the pad in two or three minutes it was gone feeling okay uh, before I got up and, and uh, I went to get blood from a physical, came over here, fell asleep at the table, and then sitting here talking to you, having a good time. So anyway, that's where we are there. So I hope that helps with those types of questions. Uh, how deep can MagnaWave penetrate through the body of a horse? Let me call this person up here, and we'll have a conversation, because they also talk a little bit about colic. Make sure you get their name. Pardon me? Make sure you ask their name. Oh, yeah. Good morning. Where are we? Good morning. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Who am I speaking with? <laughs> this is Tracy Brown. Hey, Tracy. How are you? Good. What can I answer for you? How can I help you? I'm not on your video thing, am I? No, you're not on. Oh, you mean okay. on the video? You just wanted to ask the question that you texted me? Yeah. Okay. You want to ask it? Because I think you talked about a little bit about colic as well, correct? Well, and I'll just give you a little bit of the, the whole background uh, of the situation. The, the first answer is absolutely to massage the area of the intestines and, and uh, on the horse where they have it. But I would I would do everything. I would do the, the, the gut area, the intestines, the, the rump area, the rectal area, and, and begin to basically you're massaging that part of the body with the pulsing uh, of the device and it'll penetrate depending on moisture and muscle content and so forth the penetration could be up to 40 inches in some cases so you when you stop and think okay, about that was, it, yeah that, that was my first question 
how deep does that penetrate on a horse? It, it goes very deep. I mean, so when you, for example, when you put it on the uh, sacrum of a horse, right up on the on the top of the back there, you can go deep enough in, in many cases to be able to tell if, if pain that they're having, and the doctors use this as, as a diagnostic tool, is the sensitivity in the sacrum or is it coming from the hips and, and that whole type of thing. So, but when you're talking about the colic, to basically massage the intestinal area and, and the rump and the rectal area can be uh, uh, an aid to relieving the symptoms uh, that they're experiencing. Again, the sooner you get there, the better off you're going to be. Now, if it's a surgical type situation, you best just to stay away and let the vets and the surgeons do their job and then maybe help the healing process. But uh, most certainly you want to contact your vet, talk to them what you're doing. For years, vets would tell us, stay away, don't do this, don't treat these animals. You know, you, that's, we don't want to do that until one day vet told a horse owner, your horse is not going to survive. We're going to, you might as well put it down tomorrow, see if something changes, whatever it may be person called me and said, what do you think? Can we treat this horse? Well, we've known for a long time that what the results could potentially be. And I said, most certainly, they called the vet and the vet said, fine, you know, I don't believe it's going to work. <clears throat> and the horse, you know, it's been troubled now for weeks. This was a racehorse that I'm not sure it's still running because this goes back four or five years, but the horse recovered and continued to race in Texas and California. And, and but but any rate, uh, they went and started treating that horse after they talked to the veterinarian, and with almost within an hour, the horse was recovering, feeling better, and, and uh, dealing with this type of situation because it was a it was some kind of buildup and blockage in the gut that by massaging it we were able to help it move and be and, and show some relief and do okay. And what they would do is they would treat the horse uh, for I believe 15 minutes in the in that area. They'd stop walk the horse a little bit if it would do that, make sure it was hydrated, give it some water, go back and do it again. And they did this continually. And there's a long process for them with this particular animal because they thought they were going to lose it. And bingo, within a day, uh, everything was good and the horse did fine. The horse was had a propensity to have that indication. So it continued to happen, you know, three months later, bingo, it's coming back, we got to go through this process again. But as long as they started properly, they were able to keep it under control and continue to uh, campaign with this particular animal, uh, this particular horse, and, and they were very pleased with that. When that happened, and they started talking about it, and that veterinarian started talking about it and understanding it, it changed everything. People started saying, okay, if we do this and we do that again, certainly under the direction of your veterinarian or let your veterinarian know right. what you're doing, uh, it, it, it really has changed the game. That was a big conversation. It, it, it's still amazing to me today. Now, you know, it's only been, uh, it's been 18 years with me dealing with PEMF, but there are people who still don't, have not taken the time to stop and look at what this particular type of therapy does and how they can maybe integrate it into their health and wellness of their patients or clients, whatever it may be. So you would almost think if the vet tubed that horse even with the Epsom salt to start the hydration teamed with that during me to get the internal stuff hydrated and moving. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Or hand in hand. Okay. Well, I would, I would like to be entered in your drawing if you haven't already drawn. We have not drawn. Just send an email to support at magnawavepemf.com and uh, you're entered into the drawing. Support 
Pat. Thank you. Thank you. Mm, bye-bye. Bye. Okay, now we have another one. Uh, let me bring this up. Let's call. Here we go. Speaker. Good morning. Good morning. Who am I speaking with? This is Bridget Nelson up in Wisconsin. How are you, Pat? Why, Bridget? Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so blessed. You, you folks are so generous, and I appreciate all the support that you have for well, us. Thank you, thank you. And for those of you who don't know, uh, we always said for the last year when we get up to 50 viewers on any particular day, we're going to give away a machine. And uh, we got there last week, we got up to I believe 75 or 80 viewers uh, on the program. And so we had a drawing and Bridget was the winner, uh, won a MagnaWave uh, Pulse Pro. Is that what she uh, got? What What is it, Chris? Yeah, uh, yeah, whatever she she. Or whatever she selects. Yeah, well, that's pretty special. You even get to select to some degree uh, in the Pulse Pro world, right? Yeah. I believe. Okay, so yes, Bridget, did you have a question? Yeah, I I had um, searched out as far as previous comments on the practitioner uh, Facebook page, but um, I just started working on a small Jack Russell that was diagnosed with lymphoma yesterday, and uh, they've given him thirty days and he's lost a lot of weight in the last week or so and so my plan of protocol was two to three days a week for now um do you have any suggestions well i would certainly um my suggestion would be to treat as often as possible two to three days a week could certainly uh, offer some benefit if they've given the animal 30 days all I can share is that our, our experiences with some veterinarians that we deal with that are dealing with several different tumor type of, of diseases that uh, we see reduction, potentiality of reduction of tumors uh, in those types of cases which can be beneficial certainly to their longevity and to how they may deal with a particular disease. If it's very far along and what's going on then there's, you know, you just hope for the best. Sometimes too late. Sometimes yeah. too late, but we, we have seen people who have embraced this type of therapy uh, where they've been given a week or two to live, people, and uh, watch their tumor counts uh, drop significantly utilizing this. And then there are testimonials, Pilar Davila on our website, people who have embraced natural type of, of situations for their conditions and the results that they've received and those testimonials are there. They're on YouTube. Chris uh, Beats Cancer is on YouTube. So there's a lot of place to talk about and see what's experienced. The uh, Hope for Cancer Clinics in Tijuana, Mexico, have six of our devices in their clinics and they use them as a regular protocol for their treatment of their patients in, in the area of, of circulation, uh, absorption of the materials that they're giving the folks. They don't, they don't do chemo if they can avoid it. They do uh, vitamin C injections and other things that they do or intravenous vitamin C and they enhance what they're doing quite often with the daily situation of, of PEMF. So that what you're doing is right on. Um, and 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 you know again as as much as possible, and it doesn't have to be. I mean, you're, it's not a huge dog, so you could use a mat or you could use the large loop. And again, you want to just get the overall blood flow enhanced and, and doing better and provide some comfort to the animal certainly, and and be able to, to go along in that fashion and and hope and pray for the best type of results that you're looking for. 
Yeah, thank you. That he had uh, his glands in his neck were very swollen and hard yesterday. Right. And after uh, ten minutes with the soul on a pretty high intensity, he was loving it. Um, the glands completely deflated. Correct. Uh, in, his, in his throat, so that went down. He's going to start prednisone today, also. Okay. 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 He's on. They're going to do cortisone. Prednisone. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Uh, yeah, and, and you know, sometimes some things will block uh, what we're trying to do, uh, but still, we want to work on the circulation in the blood and, and the inflammation in the in the various growths and so forth. So I, I think you're on, you're spot on, and, and hopefully you can you can get some relief. Uh, uh, two stories that I can share again, they're personal types of things. Elaine's dog that we have no idea how old the dog is. She's had it now. I don't know. Maybe 10 or 11 years and it might be 15 16 years old when they rescued it and uh, one day she got up and looked at the dog and it had a tumor the size of a baseball uh, under its on, on its throat so she took it to the veterinarian and they looked at it and they said oh boy we, this is bad uh, I don't know what we're gonna do we need to take it off and do surgery and it's gonna be malignant da 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 and she came back and again no nothing there was no pre-indication that this was coming or pre uh, warning that this was coming and she began treating the dog and went back the next week and the tumor the size of a or growth the size of a baseball was down to the size of a quarter and they were very easily able to surgically remove it and it's had no problems since that which is now probably three or four years uh, with my uh, puppy that had a blood-borne uh, cancer condition that just bingo there it was one day um, uh, developed it and the veterinarian said you know put her down today I mean she's not gonna do well she's not gonna uh, she's not gonna survive till tomorrow and and of course we were devastated uh, with an animal that had been with us for 12 years so we immediately start, and she really had had no problem, so we never really treated her. She hurt her back one time several years ago, and we treated her back, and she was much better. But in this case, we we started treating her immediately, twice a day, and, uh, and, and she lived two more weeks, <clears throat> gave us time to deal with it, but happily. She was out in the yard playing, and, and I remember we were painting the house at that point in time, and the painter said, my God, she just came up to me and laid there and watched me paint, and I was able to pet her and do all this kind of stuff. So, you know, you, you just, helping is a good thing, and uh, so that's what I would recommend in, in that type of case. Well, thank you again so very much for everything. Okay, send your name to support at magnawaypmf.com, you'll be entered to win the, the uh, gear. Thanks again. Uh-huh, bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, you know, those are the types of situations that we deal with. We've got a couple more calls. Well, this is exciting. Uh, okay, question about chemo. Let's bring this up. And if you're on the phone with me, be sure to speak up as best you can so we can make sure that it gets uh, transferred to the microphone here. Um, okay, on CastBox, if you have a question, you can put it in the CastBox app, and I will uh, check that out and have a look and see what's going on. Hello? Good morning. Who, who am I speaking with? Hey, Rianne. Nice speaking with you. We've talked before. Yes, we have a couple of times. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I I know you guys have covered chemotherapy like a million times when I searched on the Facebook page. I keep, like, the question keeps coming to me about when we can treat during or after chemo, and I've seen and heard responses anywhere from like 24 to 48 hours after a session to get it out of the system, and then I've seen other posts that say that you should wait a few weeks and even longer. 
Well, it, it, it would be a situation that you really don't know. However, when you stop and think about that, when they give that drug, what they're trying to do is put the chemo in the body, have it basically attack the cells, causing them to to energize, to try to heal themselves or whatever the situation may be. They want to kill the cancerous cell. Actually, chemo, from what I understand from Hope for Cancer, does not kill the cancerous cell, but it does do some things around it to make it more vulnerable to the white blood cells and other things that can happen to attack it and hopefully kill the cells at that point in time. What happens, uh, what people have experienced, if you're taking uh, chemo, or you're being administered chemo and you're treating, a lot of people have ill side effects from the, from the application of chemo. And as we know, that this could enhance that. So, we're, you know, and so they could be potentially a little more ill or not feel uh, very well at all when they're using this during chemo. Now, there are people in, in or other countries that the PEMF is more readily used and, and more, I don't want to say better understood, but, but just more readily used that treat during the, the chemo process because they want as much result as they can get. And, and in those cases, I guess they psychologically prepare. If this is going to make you ill and everybody has that situation differently, uh, then you, you, you know, which one you want. You know, take a shot at it and, and, and see how you can get it. However, with that said, it assimilates through the body and it passes and it does what it's going to do. So typically 24 to 48 hours is what people have talked about to when they come back and revisit the pain relief applications of PEMF to the body and, and the oxygenation improvement that's potentially available to them uh, through the application of the treatments. Uh, at that point. So that's really what people have kind of said is I would say is a is a guideline to look at uh, if the doctor says wait till after the chemo is completed 24-48 hours uh, and then begin the treatments for the week or two between chemo treatments because they quite often wait a week or two uh, to do that with the ancillary treatments. You always want to talk to your doctor. You always want to understand all those types of situations in that case. Okay and so it's it it's more for preventing illness being worse. Correct. That's exactly doing right. Doing the chemo and the therapy is not going to make the chemo stronger or it's not going to harm other cells because of metabolizing. It's just no. side effects. That, 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 now, that's a doctor question, but in what, what people okay. have found is, is that doesn't seem to be... It just... You have the situation that someone could could absorb a little more, be a little more ill uh, at that point. But as I said, in, in Europe and other places, they, they do it differently. Uh, but in the U.S., we do exactly what the doctors want to do, and we're not trying to uh, approach anything inappropriately. So it's always best to check there. And more people in the U.S. do after chemo for pain relief and comfort uh, as far as the application is concerned. Thank you. You're welcome. Send your email to support at Magnawave PEMF and be entered for the gear. Okay, thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Okay, well, we got some more here. Let's go here. Oh, we got a long question here. Um, let's bring it up. Ring it, ding, ding. <laughs> Good morning, Pat Zemer here. Hi, how are you? I'm great. Hi, I have a question uh -huh. about a gentleman I've been treating for 
shooting, he had blasto in his leg last year. He had the whole front of his leg cut open. Uh-huh. Um, a huge surgery. And he got a hold of me about, oh gosh, about two months ago. And I treated him a couple times with the soul machine. Uh-huh. And the doctors were astounded that it closed um, about six centimeters. Uh-huh. You can still see the tendon, and the tendon's not moving anymore. But I was wondering if hydrowave can be applied right to an open sore where it's like that. He's, I'm nervous about that. I've never used it. Well, that will help speed the healing. A hydrowave is is, is, is oxygen-based and has silver molecules, nano-sized uh, sized silver molecules and silver has long been used topically to or colloidal silver if you will topically to help uh, wounds heal to help wounds okay. stay clean and so the application of a hydra of, a, of an enhanced oxygen water or, or material with silver molecules again you certainly want to talk to your doctor and check uh, what's going on but applied topically can help clean can help nourish uh, in addition to MagnaWave or whatever else they're using uh, for the physical aspect of it uh, so certainly um, people use it for pink eye uh, we use okay. it for open wounds all kinds of things so okay. the, the application I would not think uh, would cause an issue but again check with the physician if, if, okay. if appropriate. They use a wet bandage on it and I magnify right over the wet bandage Correct. and as of now the doctors are giving him a month or they're going to go on and remove the tendon and do another surgery with skin graft and he just does not want another surgery so he's like I am willing to try anything we're upping his treatment to three times a week <laughs> To get it. Well, I've watched over the years many, many open wounds that that they could not get to close, uh, to to close to be facilitated for healing. Now, again, you're talking about width uh, of of openings and how it needs to come back together. Big challenges, but uh, yeah. I, I think you're certainly on a path to try something. And uh, okay. uh, thank you for asking and sharing. Oh, that's great. Well, thank you so much. Okay. You have yeah. a great day. Uh huh. Bye bye. Great questions. I uh, uh, hope this works out for this particular gentleman. Good morning. Uh, question about knee surgery. All right, let's come up here. Put the speaker on. Hello. Good morning. Who am I speaking with? Hi, this is Tanya Herman from South Dakota. Hey, Tanya, how are you? I know it's cold. It's cold here. <laughs> I was in Denver for the AAP the last couple of days, and when I got there, they had 14 inches of snow. Of course, you probably got snow right now as well. They had 14 yep. inches of snow uh, two weeks ago, and I'm sitting there eating outside Saturday night in 50-degree weather. Sun was shining. And I felt like I was in Florida or somewhere. Uh, and uh, But I, I understand it's cold here today. It's 22 today in uh, Louisville this morning. So Yeah, so we, get, we got cold weather here as well. How can I help you? I had someone contact me just last night. They had knee surgery September 19th mm -hmm. with a biocartilage graft. She said with physical therapy and force, she can still only bend it about 83 degrees, and she has lost all of her quad muscle, too. Okay. Now, I'm fairly new to treating people. I've only had my machine two, three months, uh -huh. and I, I don't do a lot of people. So what would you suggest for this? Treat the knee. 
put put the large loop over the knee, treat the butterfly over the knee. Again, certainly clear with the doctor, but we want to help the, the inflammation reduction and the blood flow to the area to relieve some of the tightness in the scar tissue or in the muscle, the cartilage area that's there, and to, to help stop what happens quite often with with injuries and in this case uh, a, a surgery is the inflammation will sometimes get in the way of what they want to accomplish and so if we can work to relieve that inflammation you can work to gain better range of motion now we've known for years that the application of PEMF or MagnaWave on a joint or that type situation can improve the range of motion in a very quick fashion so I would simply uh, uh, approach it. I would do it, you know, I, I'm not trying to do this to get treatments, but I would do it as often as possible, as long as she's, this, she or he is uh, receiving some, some better range of motion. I would continue to go as long as you're seeing improvement. And then once you get to a point that everything's moving pretty well and they're pretty happy with that, as often as necessary to maintain that. They may not need it. At once you get okay. things under, under control, but that's that's how I would approach it. Uh, you could use the large loop, just kind of laid over the leg. If the pressure of the butterfly or the way the butterfly is configured caused discomfort, the large loop just resting on the knee. If you just rest it right on the knee and turn it up with that way, you could probably generate more energy into the area because you're not stimul you're stimulating an overall larger area. You know what I mean? And, sure. and so I would, or you could also, if you have a mat, uh, you could put the leg and put the mat underneath and treat from the bottom up to to help the blood flow, uh, to help the oxygenation, to get rid of the inflammation and hopefully improve the range of motion as rapidly as they want and to help the recovery time. Okay. Would I want to do it like from both directions yes. each time? Yes. Uh, okay. Tissue responds more favorably when it's approached from different angles, different intensities uh, uh, all the time. And, and I've always wrestled with that. If I'm going through my hand, why does my hand care if I come this way or this way or this way? It right. just it just likes it. I guess it's like a massage. If I can work everything, it's better. This will work, but you know, just getting different directions, uh, it, it's better. So that's how I'd approach it. Okay. Um. Oh shoot! What was I just gonna say? As far as often as possible, like a few times a week or weekly. Whatever what would be ideal. What uh, ideally, I would go uh, in that situation. What I typically recommend is a guideline: five or six days in a row, and then maybe every other day or every third day or once a week. But I would try to get ahead of the situation. Quite often okay. when you treat, you know, if you've got a, a debilitating situation, you treat it today and it feels better, but, and you wait a week, well, you, whatever was causing it, it's going to start trying to come back immediately. Right. And so the more often we do it, the longer it has a tendency to last and you can get, get ahead of the situation and get the relief that you're looking for. Okay. And how long should I treat it? I have the semi-3. Uh, semi-3, I would treat it uh, 10 minutes. 10, 15 okay. minutes. If you have the time and they're comfortable and you want to go uh, two 10-minute sessions, fine. Do you need to go 40 minutes or anything? No. Okay. Would it be advantageous to, like, do, well, obviously it would. It always would. But to do more of her body or just focus on the knee and the leg? Well, the premise with what I would do at some point is I would use, it, whether you use the large loop, I don't know what you have, large loop, or the mat, but I would do the torso for a, a little bit. 
I mean, if you do it, if you're doing two 10 minute sessions on the knee, I'd do a five minute session on the torso or a 10 minute session on the torso. Why? Okay. We want to help all the blood in the body be as, as functional as possible. So over the next 15, 24, 30, 40, 48 hours, you're doing nothing but all the good blood is going right through that knee because it circulates through the body. So you have some, some value to treating the overall torso as well. Now you don't have to do every, you know, you don't have to go down the legs and shoulders and, you know, just put the paddle or the, the coil, if you will, at the low back or the upper back you know, over the lungs, if you will, and that's going to help nourish the blood flow, nourish, give the potentiality of oxygen increase uh, to the body. Thank okay. you so much. Well, thank you for calling. Send your name to support at magnawayepmf.com and you'll be entered to win the gear. Thank you. I will. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Okay. All right. Here's another one. Let's go see what we got going here. How deep? Okay. We've already had this once today, but let's just see what their application is. <clears throat> it's funny how the phone rings on different calls. Different. Hey Tracy, Pat here. What can I do for you? Well, we spoke a little while ago and you gave me the email to sign up for the drawing and I didn't write it down correctly. Support at magnawavepmf.com. I think uh, Chris or uh, Tony will put it on the screen there and you can see it if you're watching. Uh, but it is support at magnawavepmf.com. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. You too. Okay, let's come back here. Got another one. Ring-a-ding-ding. Three ring-a-dingy. She must have gotten busy uh, and can't get to the phone. We'll try again in a second. If you have a question, you want to send it to me, uh, send a text to 502-599-9722. Good morning. Hi, you have reached Heidi Ford. Oh, Heidi's been detained, so maybe she'll uh, text me back or I'll just try again in a minute to uh, <clears throat> get in touch with her and see what questions she may have. we got some folks with us on CastBox this morning. So uh, one gentleman asked, uh, uh, where do they sign up? Uh, I don't know what they want, what they're looking to sign up for. If they're, if you need to call me, if you want to uh, ask a question or something like that, be happy to have a conversation with you, and then you'd be entered if you want to send us an email uh, to for a drawing on the on the uh, gear bag of gear, shirts, hats, mugs, uh, promotional materials that we give uh, to the one caller uh, each week, so we have some participation on the calls. Uh, CastBox is, as I've described, a, a place where you can go and listen to the program without having to watch or be on your computer. You can do it on your phone very easily uh, with the CastBox app. At that, waiting, uh, we'll try try Heidi here in just a second. We're almost out of town, out, out of time. I just got back in town. If there's uh, no further questions, but if you're interested in attending MagnaCon this year, it's going to be a great uh, event and you'd like to get a discount on your tickets, you can buy tickets between now and January the 1st at a $100 discount. Uh, for your ticket to come to MagnaCon and you'll be entered into a drawing to win complimentary uh, stay 
at the hotel for MagnaCon. So if you have some interest and you want to go ahead and buy your tickets, that'd be great uh, between now and January the 1st. If you want to know about my new Jute product, uh, hemp product that we're working with, uh, simply send a text to 502-365-7677 uh, <coughs> with Jute in the line or whatever, and I will call you back and explain that to you as a referral program or a wholesale product that you can deal with. All right, let's try Heidi one more time, see if we can get her to come up. Hey there. Hey, where'd you go? <laughs> I have a horse farm. I had to go feed one of my horses. Oh, well they need to eat. That's a good thing to do. Yes, they were so mad at me because I've been listening to the <laughs> Get in here and feed me. <laughs> How can I help you with? We're in North Carolina and it's like 80 degrees right now. It's crazy. Poor uh, I'm going, guys. I'm going to North Carolina. <laughs> okay, what can I do for you? Well, I'm very interested in a system. I was at the RRP and talked with the folks there quite a bit. Um, and uh, my question is, not only, I have a medical background, so I, I do have a horse farm, but I also have dogs. Uh-huh. One of my dogs was hit by a hit-and-run driver uh -huh. a few months ago, and she needed to be pieced back together with metal. Okay. What is, are you, can you use that system with animals that, or people that have metal in them? Yes. Uh, you certainly want to test it on them to make sure that they're comfortable uh, receiving uh, the energy that's produced by the devices. But over the years, and I've been doing it since 2002, it has never really been an issue. Uh, it's not going to loosen anything. It's, it's not going to dislodge anything. Those are questions that, that people have. <clears throat> it's not it's it's not in gonna heat up anything typically and so it's certainly you want to make sure they're comfortable and, and begin to treat lower to start off with and then what they're comfortable with a, as you grow with the with the treatment. But most certainly that's that's not really been an issue. Yeah because at the I had my horse treated at the RRP because I got stuck on the side of the road for 15 hours with my horse. Oh and he was he was very sore. So um but when they when the girl came to do the uh, treatment, she was like, made sure all metal was away from the treatment area, you know, like in a stall. So I was like, now that my dog has all this metal in it, and he's, she's gonna have arthritis. She's two, but they said, you know, down the road she's gonna have arthritis. Have yeah, and and treating for that. Uh, to help that not to come, not to be a problem, would be certainly something to uh, take a look at. If they're already telling you that this is going to happen, then you want to, I would, and they're probably going to tell you supplementation and so on and so forth to help alleviate that. Uh, PEMF can do the same. MagnaWave can be of assistance in, in abating uh, that type of problem from developing as rapidly or as severely as it potentially, as it potentially could. So we really, it, it's really never, the only time that we really have had an issue with using the PEMF with metal is a woman had breast cancer and they put a shunt, if you will, uh, something about the size of a needle, yeah. tip of a needle yeah. in her breast as a target for the radiation and that would heat up. It was so small that it would cause her some discomfort. 
because of the size of the of the apparatus. Typically when they put metal and rods and screws and staples and things like that, they're not small like that. Uh, staples probably the smallest thing that is not an issue and and be able to uh, uh, to approach it uh, with, and provide some comfort. Yeah, as I said, I was just worried like um, I, I, I didn't know like it could heat up but like she, I felt like it was almost like an, an MRI where like well, something it, it, could happen to the pieces in there. Yeah, no. Well, an MRI certainly is because an MRI is a magnetic symbol signal that is continual, and it's very strong. And so, yes, it can heat up metal. It can cause metal. You know, it wants to pull metal and so on and so forth. So, an MRI is totally different animal. Even though we're still doing magnetic energy, we're still doing massive amounts of energy. Ours is not continual. It's intermittent signals, nanosecond bursts of energy that would take hours to <clears throat> accumulate the same result as what a MRI will do in, in, a, in a minute or whatever. But And I just want to address the, the uh, practitioner talking about metal in the stall. Back in the day, when I first started, there were some devices that people were using, and uh, let me turn this off, um, that, that people were using to um, uh, treat, and they were very powerful devices, and they, had, they were not controllable. You controlled the device by moving the coil back and forth to and from the animal, and on occasion, they would cause things in a stall to spark. If, gotcha. if metal is not tight, for example, we can take a chain, a loose chain, and, and kind of dangle it in front of the coil and it will spark, it'll arc. And because there's oxygen basically between where the metal is connecting. Sometimes if people are treating and they're using an aluminum chair and where they've got the little rivets and stuff like that, they will have a tendency to arc. Well, back in the day when they had this particular machine, it would cause things, the cell, the cell, the, the stall to potentially arc and so people you know, I want to just move all the metal out of the way and so forth. That's typically not an issue that you have to worry about. Oh, that's good. Just said she's kind of bionic now. Her whole pelvis has been <laughs> repaired with metal, and front and back leg were both broken and had oh, to be my. repaired. Yeah, she's very lucky to be alive. Yeah, well, that's my recommendation would be to, to, if you have a practitioner in the area, would be to treat on a very moderate setting to begin with for five well, minutes or something and just make sure she's. My interest is to actually get a machine myself uh -huh. and do uh, work in North Carolina where I am because sure. there's not very many people that um, do that. And I saw the benefits of it sure. when I was at the RRPA. And the people at the booth were super nice, by the way. They were Great. very Great. accommodating. And um, so uh, I was, I've been kind of back and forth with uh, the company trying to figure out which machine would be the best one in my situation like uh, so but as I said I, I was a little I didn't couldn't find any information about the whole metal thing in the dog but if she's two and I'd like to not have her get arthritis back there, sure and, and yeah and in your situation if, if you're talking you want to talk about treating other people but if you're doing dogs and you're going to work on your horses any of the machines will do that yeah my only it really no, will, just, but you know, uh, go ahead. Like if I was going, like I would like to be able to go to horse shows in North Carolina and provide treatments there for people. Um, so 
I wanted to make sure I got the correct system for that. You know, I would I would say, and again, we've got people. I was talking with a young lady at the AAEP yesterday in, in Denver, and she has the semi three. Uh, and she's traveling to horse shows. She does FEI work, so the semi works perfectly for the FEI uh, folks because it is FEI compliant. <clears throat> and and she said, I, she's, I forget what number she, my God, she was treating, uh, I, I, I want to say almost uh, 300 hours a month, three to four hour, 100 hours a month in a practice with the semi. And there's a lot of people using the nice. semi in that regard. Now the bigger machines with more power, if you're dealing with, with horses only, let's say, and you want to be able to treat foot injuries and foot situations and knees and hocks and stuff like that with massive amounts of energy, then a bigger machine is going to be what you what you should have for the versatility that it can give you. But in a in a day-to-day -day type of thing, any of the machines will, will suffice for what you want to do. It just kind of depends on the versatility that you're looking for speed the bigger machines are faster uh, and it's not exponentially uh, faster it's not three times as fast or, but it could be twice as long with the with the smaller machines in specific areas that you want to treat a little longer so for me wanting to that would be my primary focus would be large animals mm -hmm. horses um, at my farm I have resources that we re rehabilitate and we also have a rescue um, so what machine do you think would be best for me knowing that I'm just going to be doing horses um, primarily? <clears throat> Candidly, I would probably say in order to get you the, 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 the flexibility that you're looking for, I, I would be in the, the uh, Pulse Pro uh, Maya uh, area of, of looking. And, and yeah, that's... Of course, that's there's, a bigger, the, there's a price spread there, but still, either one of those would very, very much suffice. Well, I'd rather just find out which is the best machine. I don't want to like get one and then like be like, why didn't I get this one? Because this is much better okay. for what I want to do. For so. where you're going, um, uh, I would say I'd start at the uh, the Pulse Pro or the Maya. Okay. Well, thank you so much for all your information. I okay. appreciate it. Thank you so you much. Have a great day. Uh huh. And, oh, right. send your name to support at magnawaypmf.com. Be entered to win. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Okay, let's see here. We got uh, got some more. Where? Come on, dial it up. Okay, is it dialing? Hello. Hello. I punched the wrong button. I had it on mute. I'm good. Who am I speaking with? This is Wendy Phillips. Hi, Wendy. Thank you for calling. What can I answer for you? I've been treating a uh, client who is an older gentleman, and he had a couple back falls, and we believe he hyperextended his knee and possibly has torn his meniscus. So he, while sitting around and worrying about how bad he felt, he has uh, brought on a, um, a little gout flare-up. I've been working on the knee and the gout at the same time, and now we're back to the knee. Um, 
I was just wondering if you could give me an idea of how long it'll take to kind of get ahead of this. Well, you know, when you're talking about hyperextension, in, in some cases, hyperextension can be more debilitating than a break. Uh, because you're talking nerve cartilage severe stretching it's got to kind of come back into place and, and do its thing so um, it, it's not unusual uh, talking about an I don't want how do I say this I don't want to say untreated but people who have hyperextended uh, I did one time to my ankle I was working a horse I was working Churchill Downs and I walked out of a barn and there was like a little ditch there and I stepped and missed the ditch and, and it sounded like a baseball bat hyperextended my ankle and I went to my doctor and he said this is as bad as a break it's gonna take you eight to ten weeks for this thing to heal and and uh, this was a Friday and the Kentucky Derby was the next day and I couldn't walk uh, and, and I went home and uh, I was in, actually I'm, I'm mistaken, I was not at Churchill Downs, I was at the horse park in Lexington and, and doing some work coming back for the derby the next day and I was virtually driving home in tears because it was hurting so bad. And, and here derby's next day I, and, and I, I did not treat when I did it because uh, I thought I got to get home I got to figure out what I'm doing how bad did I break this thing what did I do and I got home uh, went to the dock and it's not broken it's hyperextended I began treating pretty much all night as best I could and I uh, bandaged it up the next day and went to the derby uh, didn't run around the derby but I did not not go to the derby and participate on the backside with all the people that we were with so it was much much better now uh, but it still took weeks of continual treatment for it to get better and you could have that with this hyperextension uh, but if you were able to treat it two or three times a week or once a week you're better off than not and and uh, but it, it you know age is going to have something to, to do with it to a point and then how bad it was extended if it's a tear I did it to my knee when I moved into one of our offices I opened the door uh, tore my uh, MCL Went home again, the same thing, started treating twice a day, 20 or 30 minutes of treatment. Went to my doctor and he said, well, you you know, you've, it's pretty bad, but it, we're not going to do an MRI because you're already healing pretty well. It's just going to take you a little time. It's going to take you three to four months. It took me two uh, for it to, to be better. So I really can't put a number on it or a time on it, but certainly continually and consistency would be the key. Right. So as a practitioner, I'm trying to get at this at least every other day, but having farm calls, etc. This is one of those instances where having, I have a Pulse Pro, but oh. having a semi, semi or something that yep. you can kind of leave with the client to Perfect. kind of help Perfect. them overnight. I'm definitely seeing where that would be super beneficial. So, Most assuredly. Okay. And, and a lot of folks have done that where they add a, a semi or a soul uh, or a semi five to their practice and it's it's certainly less expensive and they could leave it with their customer, rent it to their customer for the week, two weeks, right. whatever. Right. And, and uh, yes, and they can use I, it twice a day. I mean, that that's that's a, that's a, a reasonable thing and many people have approached it in that fashion. Right, because I, I definitely would be concerned about them having access to the Pulse Pro, what they might, you know, inadvertently right. do to themselves, so a soul or... Well, they're not going to really hurt themselves, but a soul and the and the semi machines are, are, are more limited in what they can do and, and, and more easily for someone to use, that's, that's for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. Thanks, Pat. Thank I appreciate you. you taking the time to answer my question. No problem. Have a great day. Send your name to support at Magnaway PMF and you'll be entered in the drawing. Awesome. Will do. Thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.
Okay, so let's go back here. Alright, let's give this one a shot. Here we go. Put it on speaker. Well, why is it not? Oh, it's on speaker. Here we go. Hello. Hello. Hi, I was wondering if you have used the Jillian on horses as opposed to the Max and if what difference you think there is and how you feel about that. Uh, the Julian and the Max are, uh, uh, to answer your question, we have trainers uh, that have uh, multiple machines and they have the Pulse Pro or the Julian and the Max and they use them, you know, they really don't say, okay, go use this Max on the horse and use this on this horse. They're, they're virtually um, identical, if you will. The Julian is a little weaker than the Max. Uh, on the top end, but not enough to where it would make any difference on, on what you're doing. It'll still work on an abscess in one or two treatments. It'll it'll make you know you probably will never in doing the hips or the back of a horse never turn it over 50% or something like that to treat those areas. So uh, actually, either one. Okay. And, and, and I'm not trying to to say anything except that the the Julian is about half the weight of a Max. Oh, I know. I smaller. To yeah, smaller, easier to transport, uh, the whole thing. And I saw, so, you know, from, from that perspective, um, if I, <clears throat> excuse me, if I were still out treating on a day-to-day -day basis today, I would not want to, and here I'm talking about my own equipment, I would not want to be dealing with a 65-pound machine every time I'm in and out of the car, or I'd much rather deal with a 30-pound machine. Agreed. Okay, do you think that Julian has enough crank to light up the uh, body mat? Body Most certainly. Okay. All right. Okay. I have a max now, but it is heavy and impossible to fly with. All yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, the the Julian, uh, given the airplane you're on, um, uh, can can in many cases go in the overhead bin. Or what I do is when I when I'm having one with me, I take it through uh, and I take it to the gate and then check it as baggage at the gate because they handle it better. Okay. Not that they mishandle. I'm not throwing the airlines under the under the bus or anything or under the plane, but they they, uh, they the, the process from the terminal to the airplane is different than once you're at the airplane into the under the airplane. Agreed. Okay. Okay. Send Thank your name. You. Support it manually, right. PMF, and we'll get you entered. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Let's come back over here. Looks like. I've answered all the questions that are there. Anything on? I haven't looked at Restream to see if there's anything else in we'll Restream. We'll have to go back and do that. Do what? We'll, we'll have a Teresa and Aaron go back and answer some of those. Oh, okay. Okay. Sounds great. So, uh, we're well over our time for today. Uh, got some other things we need to be doing. So, I want to thank you for joining me. Uh, certainly remember MagnaCon coming up uh, next year. If you'd like to participate and come, please do. And uh, have a great day. Uh, wave on to better health and thank you for joining me. See you later. Bye-bye.